Lock up your bikes and feel the heat. It's time for another episode of Like a Podcast. I am your host, Argyle, and with me, as always, is Jordan. Hey. 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 Hey, Hey, boy. Hey, boy. Back to Yuck Like a Podcast. I'm Bacchus. Uh, this Back. episode of Like a Podcast, sponsored by Bacchus. Sponsored by Mysterious Alleyway Vending Machines. Um... Yeah, this is a. We are talking about Yakuza Zero Chapter. Oh shit! What's this one called? Nine ensnared. Nine ensnared. Ensnared. Ensnared in the membraned. Yeah, um, dude. Yeah, this one's a. Well, uh, okay. Disclaimer: This one should be a quick one. Should have been a quick one. Should have been a quick one. I'm I'm frowning at the ground. I'm shaking my head. I'm doing the like Yakuza, whatever the opposite of the Yakuza fist pump animation is. Should have been a quick one. It wasn't, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, how's your week been? Uh, pretty good. As I said before the recording, I've started playing Skyrim again. So I don't know if it's been that good, but uh, I'm having a decent enough time. I guess. I don't know. I'm, I'm probably gonna fall off pretty quickly. They're calling me, they call me the, the Skyrim hater. I, you know, I did, I did, I put my, you know, 200 hours in like everyone else did back in, in 2011. And then one day I had that, I have this with every Bethesda game, is it's like that one moment. You know when you play a game and it clicks with you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bethesda games with, the, are the opposite. Click, the opposite. So I play a Bethesda game for like 200 hours and then it clicks and I say, wait a minute. I don't like sucks. this. <laughs> I, ha- I well, I'm not having any fun anymore. Goodbye. And then I never play it again. Have I been having fun at all this entire <laughs> time? Not really. <laughs> Wait a minute. Why did I spend so much of my life doing this if I'm not enjoying it? Um. Yeah. I've been. Uh. I've been pretty much on the same grind as as I've been. I uh, went back to work, so that's exciting. And uh, mm, not really. And not exciting, but Worry. it means I'm. Yeah. <laughs> It means I get paid again, which is good. Um, but beyond that, I mean, it's all Yakuza. Yeah, I never stopped going to work. So. Oh yeah, fair enough. But um, uh, should we kick off this chapter for the week, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. This is this. Well, it should have been a quick one. Maybe maybe we'll get through the actual episode with better efficiency than I got through this chapter. Yeah, probably. So let's uh let's give a quick recap. I think I did the last one for for Majima. So or yeah. did you? I don't remember. Why, no, why don't you, you tell us? You did the yeah. one for Majima, and I did the one for Kiryu before that. Uh, so you so fill previously, us in on what Kiryu's been up to. Yeah, previously in the story of Kazuma Kiryu, uh, let me remember what happened. Uh, previously, Kiryu uh, joined up with Tachibana. Uh, and joined his real estate business. And eventually was approached by Awano and, like, propositioned to, like, turn Tachibana over. He refused. So Awano got the entire Dojima family mobilized against him. Uh, eventually, uh, after defeating Kuze and, uh, I wouldn't say seeing through Awano's bluff, but just, uh... Giving so little of a shit about it that he, that he just doesn't care at that point. yeah. Uh, just, he, he gets out of the way also with the help of Nishiki, who takes him to the woods and tries to shoot him. He uh, tries but, to old yeller cure you. Yeah, but, uh, Nishiki can't go through with it. And Kiryu breaks their, like, 
their their brotherhood oath and leaves yeah. to go back to Kamarocho. And that's where we left off. Yeah. So we start our chapter this week with um a man with Dojima family people just kind of looking for anyone who looks like Kiryu. They see a guy wearing his exact same suit, which uh-huh. I thought was pretty funny. And they like kick the shit out of him. Um they, they they kick the shit they 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 don't just kick the shit out of him they they find him they turn him around and they're like you're not Kiryu are you just wearing this suit to fuck with us and then they beat the shit out of him yeah they're like they're like talking about you know veganism and then this guy just comes along and they start kicking the shit out of them while like uh, <laughs> like in funny JoJo um they're they're just like checking all over the place they're looking under traffic cones they're looking in the karaoke they're, they're looking in the at all of high Kiryu's- tech land. Yeah, they're looking at all of K- Kiryu's favorite spots. Um, they're looking at Kiryu Kazuma. I love this bar and grill. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they're just can't find Toms, him. They're in Hungry Toms. They're in the NY hot dog. <laughs> well, they would. You would never find Kiryu in an NY hot dog. because oh, yeah, he can't he, go in. Yeah, he can't go in. They're in Cafe Alps. They're they're going to the place that Kiryu was always going to make his big dollars, the JCC. Um, <laughs> so Kiryu's just kind of walking around freely. Um, and they don't even notice. They're, they're like, paying the, the like, club barkers, too. They're showing, like, have you seen this idiot? Um, please report back if you've seen a man in a big, goofy suit. Um, well, they show him a, a picture of the Kiryu in the black suit from the beginning. Oh, yeah, that's a mistake. That's a mistake, because you're never yeah, going to notice wow. that guy. That's amateur. Um, this is your book photo. Yeah. <laughs> it's the one that, it's the picture of, uh, Babby Kiryu and Nishiki with Kazuma. Um... <laughs> So Kiryu goes home and his entire apartment is burning, which is good because he really needed to clean the place, um, as oh, we yeah. saw before. So this saves him a lot of time. He's probably really appreciative. Um, and then and everyone the, the, in his, The like, Dojima family is, like, searching through the crowd outside. Yeah, they're, so. like, trying to see if they can smoke him out. Uh, which, yeah. And then he, he's, like, just kind of comedy hiding behind a corner. <laughs> he's he's uh, he's riding on Nishiki's shoulder in a big trench coat to look like an adult. <laughs> He's like, I'm here to get my my home loan. Uh, so I'm here to purchase an automobile, sir. <laughs> the the uh, chairman Dojima says, I don't trust like that. <laughs> Open that button. <laughs> um, what happens? Oh yeah, so so um, Tachibana is supposed to get in touch today, and Kiryu just thinks to himself that he needs a place to hide. Things are dire. Things are really scary right now. There's people around every corner, so I just the best thing I could do is find a safe place to hide and just go straight there and and hide out. <laughs> so I think now is the perfect time to uh, talk about some side content. Yeah, meaning it's the only time to talk about some side content. <laughs> well, there's another time we could talk about some side content that I'm excited to talk about when we get there, but we'll we'll True. put it all here. This is this is the side content hour. This is this is Kiryu says I need to find a place to hide, but more importantly, I need to find some content. <laughs> Yeah, he uh, says that, let's see. and then, uh, I went first last week. Yeah, so. so, let's, I'm gonna, I'm going to, even though it doesn't temporally make any sense, I'm going to put all of the real estate together this week. So I'll start with my sub-story. Um, so Kiryu is walking around by, um, he's kind of on the, the upper, um, west side of Camarocho, and, uh, this dude runs into him. Uh, he's dressed in a leather jacket. He's got a he's got an outrageous pompadour. He's got a little mustache, and then he runs into Kiryu, and he's just like, 
he first of all he trips over and he's like oh yikes and then he gets up and he's like hey asshole uh uh you're a a real uh you're an old man watch where you step shit for brains are uh, are are you hurt or anything uh, i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm gonna please, i'm gonna please kick don't, oh. please don't kick my ass Please don't kick my ass, you piece of shit. And then Kiryu's, Kiryu's like cracking his knuckles. He's ready to, he's like, he's like, if that's what you want, I mean, I guess I'll kick your ass. And then the guy goes, eep, and then runs away. Um, so, you know, you, you kind of wander around the city. Uh, and then if you end up in theater square, you'll see that goofy greaser looking dude. Um, and there's a bunch of other goofy greaser looking dudes. And they're like standing around and they're like, Oh my god, the Yokomichi Silvers, they're gonna play a show here. Those are the best those are the best punks on the street. And what's even more they're exciting so badass. is they're, they're so, so cool. badass. They're so epic. And the best part is that they never they never talk during their shows, but this time they're gonna do a QA. And then Kiryu looks and he sees like like the Scooby Doo funny peeking around the corner. The that that uh punk guy is just there, like crouching behind a pole. And then you walk up to him and he's like He's like, golly gee, mister, I, I nearly I nearly peed my pants when you saw you there. And then he's like, oh, you, you fucking knob, you what, mate? Oh, you wanker, you cheeky oh, you bugger, wanker. what are you doing here? Uh, so he he realizes that Kiryu is the guy he bumped into. He's like, he's like, I'm so sorry, it's all an act. Don't you know who I am? And then Kiryu's like, I I I don't know anything. I've I've never heard of a single thing. Name a thing. I don't know it. Oh, is that and right, it, Mister? Get out of here for our twenty. Oh, you years. got you got on empty end, do ya? Um, apologies in advance if uh, if Sarah is listening. Um, so so he says, uh, oh, I'm so relieved you don't know who I am. I'm uh, my name is Crazy Kyo with two K's, and I'm from a band, the Yokomichi Silvers. Um, Kiryu says, okay, that's fine, goodbye, and then he says, wait, <laughs> wait, I need you, I need you to save me, I'm in danger. So they sit down on a bench, and, uh, Crazy Kyo explains to us that even though he's this hardcore-looking greaser guy, um, who's in a popular band with hardcore greaser dudes, um, which are called Yankee, by the way, that's the Japanese term for this, um, He's not even slightly hardcore, as you could obviously tell. Him and his friends uh, in his band, they started doing this as just, like, a funny joke, I guess. They were like, it would be super funny if we dressed up like this and then performed music. And then all of a sudden, all of the Yankee uh, loved them and they got extremely popular. Um, Kiryu thinks to himself, wow, there's more to running a band than I once thought. Um, which I think is funny, because I like to imagine that Kiryu was once thinking about running a band, but then he abandoned the idea. He was going to do something with Nishiki. Um, so he says that um, all of the members of the Yokomichi Sil- uh, Silvers are hard are, uh, law-abiding choir boys who have never even done so much as shoplifting, um, and they didn't want to do this Q&A, but the, uh, r- their talent agency are making them do it. Um, and k- he needs your help! Here's the reasons why. He looks at Kiryu and he says, You're the platonic ideal of a hardcore hooligan. The confident demeanor, that razor-sharp glare, the barbed wire attitude that says, Touch me and get cut. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So he says that if they don't do this, they'll have to break up. Um, And then Kiryu says, Damn, dude, sounds like content. Wow, break up? We only just met. (laughs) He says, Damn, dude, sounds like content. I'd love to. Um, Meanwhile, like, you know... Kuze is, like, just killing people who look, sound like Kiryu. Um, so we meet the rest of the Yokomichi Silvers. They're sleazy Tarashi. Hey, are you playing Outrun? 
I know Kiryu likes to play out. Run your favorite dead, game, pal. You're dead. You're dead. Fucking dead, kiddo. Um, so the drummer Sleazy Tarashi tells us that he's never even seen so much as a boob. Um, <laughs> the bassist uh, Bad Boy Aku says that he loves caring for the elderly. Um, Kiryu just shakes his head and he's like, "There's nothing I can do here. This is this is this is a waste of my time." Um, and then he says, "Okay, what do we need to do? We need to uh, we need to find a way to turn you into hard edged punk. So we need to solve each of their problems." So Crazy Kyo is leading the opening remarks, and you can tell him what to say. Um, you can. One of the things is, "Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today." Um, one of them is, "Say hello Hell yeah, in English." Dude, that's fucking metal. And then the other one is, "Ladies and gentlemen, start your engines." Um, because the Yankees love their wheels. And then Crazy Kill is like, oh, I should tell them, you get, hey, you you guys, get my pistons pumping. Uh, t- kick it into turbocharge. So that's good. He's He's got it going. Now, Sleazy Tarashi has to answer his question. Um, he tells Kiryu that they're going to ask him how he spends his free time. So here's what Tarashi does every day. He gets up early in the morning so he can make some pancakes he takes his darling puppy Chibi-chan to the park for a morning, mid-morning stroll, and then they rest their feet at a cheap cafe. They do some window shopping and watch dramas on VCR until bedtime. Kiryu is so mad. Like, like dude, Kiryu is, like, <laughs> pissed. It's not because he's actually, like, mad at him. He just is so, like, thrown off by how, how wrong that answer was for what he's trying to do that he literally starts yelling um, and then makes uh, Sleazy Tarashi cry. <laughs> and then Kiryu's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's not I'm not mad. Um I just I just didn't know uh I just I just was completely thrown off and it got a little intense. I'm sorry. Um so he says you can't tell the truth. Um that's a very fashionable lifestyle you're living, but that's not gonna work with these guys. Um so there was three options. There was getting into fights, there was one that was like walking oh oh, spending time with puppies. And then one was hanging out with the mates, just having a just having a laugh, having a cheeky nandos. Um, so I told him, you know, having a laugh with the mates. Uh, Kiryu Going says, down to pub with me mates, having a <laughs> pint or two, having a pint or two. Um, so he says, you don't tell the truth. Just say you're hanging out with your friends, but don't call them friends. Call them mates. You know, just tell them you're hanging out, shooting the shit, having a laugh. Um, and then, uh, so he's like, wow, that works great, awesome. So then. Uh, we get to uh, Bad Boy Aku. Um, they does they didn't even give Aku a topic to talk about. He has to wing it. Um, they explain Crazy Kill explains that they gave Bad Boy Aku a dark backstory. He's like an orphan who had to like fight on the mean streets, and he <laughs> took down an entire gang by himself. And he's married to a motorcycle, and his motorcycles are also his his parents, and those are the only people who ever raised him. Wow. Um, so I so um, instead of talking about his crazy backstory, I just told Aku to be completely silent and not talk and be like this the strong silent guy of the band. So that's it. All, all of our all of our preparations have been made. It's now time for the panel. Um, Kiryu sits in the audience and he's surrounded by just like a handful of Yankee dudes. They're freaking out. They're loving it. They're they're clapping and crying and and just having a great time. Um, Crazy Kill gets up there, he's like, Ladies and gentlemen, start your engines! You get my pistons pumping, let's kick it into overdrive! So one, one person in the audience says, Fa <laughs> Doesn't even finish it, it's just a bunch of Fs and then a bunch of Us. Oh, um, yeah, he does, the, he does the rage face. Oh, yeah, he does the rage guy face, yeah, he, he, he's doing, they're all, everyone in the audience is doing different rage comic faces. 
Um, so then the Saga was there, and he's doing my Gusta face again. Yeah, Saga. He's he says I'm visiting from Osaka. Check it out. <laughs> Check out what I can do. Um, then Mr. O- Mr. Obama says not bad. Um, so the stage crew passes the question to Tarashi. Um, and here's where I realized that I made a mistake. Hmm. So, so he's like, they're like, so Tarashi, what do you do in your free time? And he's like, oh, you know, I'm just kind of shooting the shit with my mates. And then one of the crowd members is like, well, what do you do with your mates? And then he says, oh, well, I, uh, I love to make pancakes and eat lunch at fancy cafes. And I'm just like, ah, shit, I fucked up. I fucked yeah, up. I, I think the right answer on that one is actually Let's like spending time with puppies. Is it really? I'm pretty sure. Oh, I'll have to go back and check that out. Um, I I really thought it was going to be hanging out with the lads, having a bash, having a laugh. Um, so I fucked up there. And then time for bad boy Aku. They ask him a question. He just kind of goes, Colonel, my parents are motorcycles. Um, my and parents like, and my girlfriend are motorcycles. I want a cool rider. I was raised by a pack of wild hogs, but by wild hogs, I mean motorcycles and Tim Allen. My family is consisted of 40 to 50 feral hogs. Um, so he, he says nothing, and then the crowd, they eat that shit up. They love it. They're so happy. They're, they're, they're so proud. And then the Yankees, they're talking to Kiryu. They are just, they, this is the best. Their career's gonna explode. Um, they're going all the way to the top. Um, and in in thanks for Kiryu for helping them out, except for I guess uh, Tarashi, who is probably going to be dropped from the band for his horrible image problem that he's just created for himself. <laughs> um, they give uh, Crazy Kill gives Kiryu the charismatic autobiography, which is the danger object, and you should yeah. never ever. That's <laughs> yeah, the that... object that if you equip it, it makes everyone uh, all the enemies attack you way more. Yeah, it should say danger. Don't equip this item. Danger. I remember, I remember playing this Dude. game. Yeah, <laughs> when it first came out, and I equipped the the charismatic autobiography, and later I I I think it was like f like I I went to a Majima break and came back, and then when I came back, it, I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Did the game just get like a huge difficulty spike? What happened? And I, I it doesn't was... tell you it doesn't tell you what it does. It just says like it's a biography that is really it's a it's like a bestseller and a lot of people want it or something. Yeah. And I I was in Discord like what the fuck is going on? This is so much harder than I remember it being. And somebody's like, oh, did you equip the auto <laughs> the charismatic autobiography? Oh, like, oh, oh yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> Same thing happened to me. Um, so maybe Crazy Kill is mad at Kiryu. Maybe he's trying to get him killed. He's like, oh, you fucked over my boy Tarashi. I, I have learned to be really hardcore. Check this out. This is the most hardcore thing that I can do. Uh, so that was that was fun. Uh, what about you? What did you do this week? So I did substory number two. Our cure quest. <laughs> Yakuza substory two. Two. Uh, so you're, uh, outside the Don Quixote, it's pretty hard to miss. Sorry, just a minute. <sighs> Outside Don Quixote, it's pretty hard to miss. There's a huge line of people. Just well, it's not that big. There's like it's eight like people. it's like eight people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're all lined up, and you talk to them, and they're like, "Wow, uh, you better not cut in line, pal, because I'm here. I'm first in line." Or you talk to the the next lady, and she's like, "Wow, I'm so excited to get this thing that I'm lined up for." Or, the, the next guy is like, oh, I hope my manager doesn't see me because I took time out of work to come stand in line here for this thing. 
So you, you talk to the kid last in line, and you ask him, like, well, what's all these people in line for? And the kid's like, oh, uh, we're online for RQ3. It's, uh, I, I saved up my allowance, and I came here, and I'm going to get the last copy. Sorry, mister. Uh, but RQ3, is, it's the newest game in the Aracure series. It, it stands for Aracure 3, Quest for the Quantum Quill. Um, yeah, so the other day, this kid and his dad, they went to all the stores looking for it, and they couldn't find any, but uh, he heard from his friend at school that Don Quixote just got a new My uncle, getting my uncle at Don Quixote. Yeah, his uncle, had, who works at Don Quixote, uh, which actually seems like it could be possible, but like... Probably. Uh, said they're getting a new batch in today. So he got all of his allowance and ran down to the store, and he managed to get the very last reservation ticket. Um, good, good for him. That kid's an yeah. kid's epic gamer. Yeah, so Kiryu leaves, comes back. You can even just walk into the Don Quixote and come back out. Uh, He's like, I'll see if I can get my copy of Eric here 3, the quest for the, the Quantum Quill. Yeah, you buy all eight copies, and none of the people in the line can get one. Um... No. You come back out, uh, and you see the kid is being cornered by, like, uh, a larger kid, uh, whose text box calls him a slimy high schooler. It's it's that guy, that kid Ryuji that we met in, uh, in Sotenbori who said he was coming to Kemurocho. Oh, not quite yet. He's not gonna meet him yet. <laughs> yeah, um, not yet. So, just as you're walking up, the, the slimy high schooler runs off, and he says, Later, loser! Uh... And you talk to the kid, and he's like, oh, that, that guy just stole my, he just stole RQ3. Uh, can, can, I, oh, no, uh, mister. And Kiryu's like, okay, I'll, I'll get it back. Don't worry. Uh, the kid's name is Akio, by the way. Mm. Mm-hmm. I was, so, I was hoping this kid would get, wouldn't get a name so we could, uh, retroactively say that this was Kasuya Ichiban. Yeah, sorry. I think he's also Damn. too young to be Ichiban. I think you're right. What a shame. Uh, my, my fan theory is ruined. Yeah, so you run over to Pink Street, and right as you're getting there, you see someone labeled as Gang Goomba uh, running <laughs> away from... You have to from... stomp on him. Yeah, you have to stomp on his head. But he's actually a very fast Goomba, and he gets away. N- n- we don't know why he's running away from the high schooler, but... Uh, we walk up to the high schooler, and the the guy's like, "Oh, my adventure just ended. Uh, Game over. I, you died." Yeah, he basically yeah, he's just doing like dumb RPG jokes. Um, and he's like, "Hey, give the game back, stupid!" And he's he's just like, "No, I the RQ three is the last thing I want to hear about right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna grind your ass just for the experience." Is his exact words. Um. <laughs> So you beat his ass, and the guy's like, oh no, please don't beat me up, I'm almost out of lives. Uh, and he reveals that he was actually robbed by a gang member. The The guy pulled out his dagger of stealing and stole the game oh from him. Oh my god, this guy, this, guy, this guy deserves to get his ass beaten. Yeah, so... Uh, Just the, a fact. The, the slimy high schooler runs off, Akio runs up, Kiryu explains, you run after the Goomba, uh... As, as you get to the Goomba, you see a low-level Yakuza running away from him, for some reason. Saying, later, loser! Uh, and you beat the shit out of him. The Goomba, at least. 
And he's like, no, I just, uh, I just got robbed too. That guy had a gun and he took the, he took the game from me. Uh, uh, also you, you, so Akio runs up, you, you explain the situation to him again, again, uh, also you see a lot of the child running animation in this, which is like really kind of, uh, they, they speed it up a lot so they can actually like cover ground really quickly. It, it, it's... It, it's disconcerting. I never, good. I never like to very see good. the the children are very weirdly animated in this series. Like, yeah, adults are like they can be a little uncanny at times, but it's usually like fine. But like children are just uh, something else, and like they're like they look like Sonic Adventure children. Yeah, and Yakuza Three in particular. We're gonna get to that, but like. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of kids oof, in that game. Oof. Yeah, there's a lot of kids, and they're all walking, like, just... Their their, their strides are huge. Um, so you go down the street, you find the, the Yakuza guy. He, thankfully, there's nobody running away from him yet. He doesn't seem to have been mugged. And he's like, eh, <laughs> I've got RQ3. You're never gonna get it from me. Uh, but then you kick his ass, and he's like, "Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Uh, who found my bones?" Oh, uh, Mister, I just wanted this game for my son. You know, we went all over to all the stores looking for it. We couldn't find it, mm-hmm. so I just, you know, I just wanted to. I just wanted. I, I split up with my my wife because of this game. And have you ever noticed how many of these people in Yakuza are just? epic divorce man yeah it's like every single guy you meet in this game is like well my wife left me for one reason or another and now i'm trying to make it on my own in the big city i I mean even characters that we meet later in the series they're like they're like literally characterized by being epic divorce men hell yeah oh my my daughter hates me because my wife left me and i'm so sad about it Uh, so he's, his, yeah, his wife left him and he just wants his son to be happy, uh, but Kiryu explains the situation to him that he, he, there's also a little kid that this game belongs to, so the guy apologizes. You took this from he a little boy. He hands it back over, and then Akio runs up and he's like, oh, hey, mister, hey, dad. Uh, as it turns out, the, the Yakuza guy is Akio's dad, who, and through, uh, a certain series of events ended up getting the game, stealing the the game from his child, more or less. But uh, they they pass it off as his dad getting the game back for Akio. That's that's nice uh, to cure you. Just you and this guy solid. Yeah, and Akio is like, e- you know, my my dad. He's been really sad since. Mama left him. Uh, Mama was always mad at him for spending money on golfing, go-karts, and board games, which I wrote down because that's a very, that's a very conspicuous series of, like, items. I was wondering if that's, like, a Mario reference or something, like, because those are all, you know. Yeah, yeah, he's like, well, uh, ever since my dad, mom got all the bonus stars, and now my dad is divorced. (laughs) Oh, my mom got all the bonus stars in the divorce. The, the, yeah. <laughs> the judge gave them all to her. The injustice is a family a, court, am I right? Um, he has to pay a hundred coin alimony every month. This is so sad. Yeah, so Akio and his dad, 
they're gonna go off and play RQ3 together. The dad's gonna like make maps for him and everything. It'll be it'll be nice. It'll be fun. Uh, and he gives you a sunburst dagger for your troubles. Hell yeah, that's the dagger of stealing. Is it? Now I do want to. I do. I do want to. Wait, was he the fast goon or was he the guy who who beat up the fast goon? The Goomba. The Goomba. Yeah, he beat up. He he beat up the Goomba. He held him at gunpoint. Okay. For the game. Oh, okay. So he's he's okay. So he's not the guy who's attacking high school boys with knives. That's that's at least good. No, the the Goomba is. So we got Goombas golf carding. This is a this is a Mario themed quest. Yeah, despite it being a veiled reference to Dragon Quest. Yeah. Strange. Wouldn't it be funny if there was an entire Yakuza game that's just a veiled uh, a veiled allusion to Dragon Quest? That would be pretty fucking wild, dude. Wouldn't that be so that'd be pretty fucking wild if they made an entire one of those. Whatever. I'm sure it'll ever happen. Um So, let's so Kiryu needs to find a place to hide. He's already checked Don Quixote. He's already checked um, the street. He's checked Serena. Um, I he figured can't go the next there. best. He yeah, he can't go there yet. Um, for some reason. So well, he doesn't want to get Reina dragged into yeah. this. So I was like, well, let's let's go to the Sugita building and we'll try to make a bunch of money on the way. Um, so I go there. Um, Marina, our our wonderful secretary, informs us that uh, Leisure King stopped by. He gave us some properties to make amends. He uh, let us stomp on his his uh, junk a bunch just for fun. Um, and now we are oh, we have a foothold in the remaining districts. So the way this works is um, you can you can technically go after any one of the three kings besides Media King, so Electronic King, Pleasure King, and Gambling mm-hmm. King. But this is this is a clicker game. This is an idle game. So you want to go incrementally so you can actually afford your properties. That yeah, you're basically you just because, go like, from like left to right across the, the yeah, south exactly. side of Kamara. It goes electronic pleasure gam- gambling. So um, so here's the thing. I I've been playing on New Game Plus, so I've been e- able to easily buy um, every property because I had all my money carried over from the last yeah. game. Uh, this week I ran Whoop. out of money. Oh. So I'm now playing. I got to do this whole thing legit now, um, which is good. It's it's a real. It's I'm I'm now I'm no longer coasting off my four. Well, I mean, your I properties are actually... still upgraded to the point that they were before. Yeah, but I never beat it. Remember, I never did Gambling King because oh, I didn't want to do the. I, uh, I never did the. Uh, I di- didn't want to do his his funny mini game. We don't have to do um, the funny mini so, game. So that's true, but it just makes it a little harder. Um. So so. Uh, I go up and down the street. I'm buying all of Electronic King's uh, spots. I have to go back and actually collect my money now, unlike like a like a normal person playing Yakuza Zero, as opposed to just buying everything and doing it all in one go. Um, at thirty percent, Marina congratulates you and says, uh, "Kiryu kind of asks more about who the Electronic Kings, who the Electronics King is." Um, Yamanoi tells us that he's an otaku. He's uh, got an IQ of 190, Damn. and he does have a Rick and Morty tattoo. And no, you're not allowed to see it. Um, but but he's also very good at fighting, and he's got a loyal game gang. Um, so you better watch out, Kiryu. Um, as I'm going to buy uh, more properties, I just wanted to give another uh, really funny uh, story that happened to me. Was I ran into Officer Stop and Search? Nice. Um, and I wanted to I wanted to show him something. I've never shown him a weapon before. Okay. So I wanted to show him the funniest weapon I had, which was the Marlin cannon, which Hell is a big gun yeah. that just shoots gigantic Marlins. So he looks at it and he's like, "I don't know about I don't know about this, Kiryu. This looks a lot like a weapon." And then Kiryu says, "Like, 
um it's it's not i can assure you and he's like well what is it and then he and then kiryu uh he just you he whispers in officer stop and search's ear and uh you can't see what he's saying but then officer stop and search just says oh my god i didn't know you could use one of these like that (laughs) um so that's pretty funny okay so i'm going back i bought a bunch of properties um and now i go back to do my collection to make all my money these properties are between like 30 million and 100 million yen that's kind of the ballpark we're talking mm-hmm. about. Um, so Marina informs us that um, that that uh, he, she got a call from the Electronics King, and he wants us to come to his home turf, Sega High Tech Land, to challenge him to a game, as as we did with the Leisure She game. says, no, I can't go there so, right now. The Dojima family is staking it out. Yeah, the Dojima family, are, are uh, they're sitting at the Outrun machines. They'll kill me if they see me. And she says, he uh, he said, he understand, uh, Kiryu understands the consequences if he doesn't come, right? So we go to high tech land. There's some goons outside. They're not from the Dojima family. They're from the Electronic Kings. They're his crew. Um, they they tell him that they're gonna hack and slash his ass, um, and then Kiryu destroys them with a bike as he always does. Um, and we go in, and Electronics King is just sitting there, just kind of gaming. You know, he's a gamer. Um, and Kiryu talks to him, and he says, "Hey." You're not supposed to talk to people while they're playing games. Well, actually, uh, it's it's impolite. And don't peek over my shoulder. I'm 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 winning right now. <laughs> Kiryu walks in and he says, "Are you winning, son?" Um. So he says, "I want to thank you for trying to capture my domain." Get out of here! I'm uh, playing I, Minecraft. I, <laughs> I'm playing Fortnite. I'm trying to earn all my V bucks. Um. So he says that capturing this area was like easy mode, and he's been so bored. And now that Kiryu's uh, giving him a run for a mo- his money. Um, his life is now fun again. He says the phrase, I'm Kamarocho's best gamer. Um, and then he says, there's no way you'd beat me in a video game. Do you you Uh, think the slimy high schooler from earlier is in this guy's gang? He, he definitely works for, uh, he definitely works for Electronics King. Um, he's like, I heard you beat up my boy when he was trying to get Ericure 3, the quest for the Quantum Quill. Uh, Kiryu says that life is more than just about video games. It's about real people that live in your buildings, that your their, your lives are being uh, impacted by your bad business practices. And he says, all right, if we're going to take this outside, we'll take this outside. And then and then Electronics King is like, no, not a real battle, a video game battle. So he sits down at OutRun and he tells me to beat his high score of uh five million points and i think last week i said that i could do this or like when sam was on i said I yeah could do i this remember you saying oh hard. i like outrun i think it's pretty good uh i fucking i i don't know who that person was <laughs> because that never happened i'm gonna retroactively go back and edit that out but outrun is fucking hard and it's a per- terrible video game it and takes I hate some it. practice tr- like if this is your first time coming back turns. to it in a while you're probably gonna fuck it up like you so those turns, if you fuck up, it's it also there's no margin for error in Outrun. If you fuck up, if you slow down, if you crash, I mean, if you crash, you might as well just turn the game off. Um, but if you like fuck up a turn or change gears at the wrong time, you're not going to make the checkpoint. And and five million points, I think, is two checkpoints in. I've never seen past the first check. Like, I've gotten past the first <laughs> checkpoint. I've never seen past two checkpoints in Outrun. It's so hard. So I, 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 I won, but I just didn't get enough points. So he was, he was being a cheater and he told me more points than I needed to get. Um, so I've now lost 10% of my share 
in Electronics King's area, okay? And I want to remind you that I've I've sat down for this game session thinking, this shouldn't take long, I'll just go up, I have all the money, I'm on New Game Plus, I'll just go up and down the street, buy every property, beat him at OutRun, and then I'll be done. No. So now Wrong. I've already, yeah, uh, yeah, Electronics King says, fuck you, fuck your plans. Um, so here's what I had to do, okay? I had two options. Um, technically three. And none of them are good. So I have bought- I'm like sitting at 85% share. You need 90% to uh, win, like to get the final chunk of the, the story, right? Mm -hmm. I'm at 85% with every property, and I have the guide up. Um, and the one property I haven't bought is Sega High, is tech, Sega land. high tech Land. Exactly. Yeah. So here, you can raise your property- you can raise your, uh, your share percentage by upgrading your properties, which takes a lot of time. Because you need to do, you can only upgrade it once per collection, yeah. and then you have to wait, you know, two to three minutes. So that's not going to work. You can raise it like one percentage if you win a money battle, and those happen by random mm -hmm. chance. Or you can buy Sega High Tech Land, and you can't buy Sega High Tech Land just by walking up to it and making a big offer in it with a big chunky briefcase of cash. No, no, no. No. You have to become friends with one of the employees named Luca. So I did. So this was an extra sub story I got. Basically, I had to do this. You have to just go, you know, just like Majima, going in and out of Gondara eight times. You have to just go and play Outrun, like, five times, over and over again. And when you do, you meet Luca, the, uh, the... The young, uh, employee who likes racing games. Yeah. Uh, she's just this young woman. She's nice. Uh, she really loves to play racing games. Um, and then after, so she first challenges you, she's like, wow, Kiryu, I just got a score of, of 1.5 million. And I, I look and I smile and I say, I, Pathetic. Can, I can do that. Pathetic. Um, I, 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 uh, am remiss to say that my score when I challenged the Leisure King was, was, uh, 1.4, or the, <laughs> the Electronics King was 1.4 million. Because as we all know, I love to own myself on this podcast. Um, so then I be I beat her score. That's good. I come I have to you have to play one more time in between the next event, which is that she says, Wow, Kiryu, this is awesome. I'm never gonna beat this score. I got three million. Um that took me two tries to get three million points. That was hard. Um I think I that was my highest score I've ever gotten. I still never made it past the second checkpoint. And then she says, and this is this is the weirdest part. She's like, Hey Kiryu, if you can beat my score, do you can beat my three million mm -hmm. score? I'm gonna give you the ride of your life, and then Kiri, she's like, I, I saw this thing, it's so crazy, and I can only, uh, I've only been able to do it by myself, but I wanna do it with you, I wanna give you the ride of your life, and then it zooms in on Kiryu's crotch and plays a video game sound effect, <laughs> and then it zooms in on Luca's crotch and plays another video game sound effect, and then Kiryu's like, what? Oh, okay, okay. I, I, I'll relax. I gotta relax. And so, and then she challenges you to the video game, I should say. So then you beat her, and then she she's like, oh, you beat me. You beat my score. Um, look, about that thing I said, I can't go through it with it right now, but uh, come back later and, and we'll, we'll do that then. And so Kiryu's like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll leave and I'm still looking for a hiding spot. The Dojima family are still trying to kill me, but I gotta leave and come back. I'm gonna get the ride of my life. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> when you walk back in, Kiryu says, my idiot boy, who I love, my <laughs> idiot boy who's never been horny, he thinks to himself, I wonder if Luca is ready for me to ride her now. <laughs> um, just, just the absolute lad. Um, so he walks in and she reveals that the ride of her life is a brand new motorcycle game that she had the manager order. It's Super Hang it's On. It's Super Hang On, baby! Okay. 
I never knew this was in this game, actually. Really? I never did this before. Yeah, I never played- I never, uh, knew Super Hang-On was in this game, actually. Yeah, dude! Um, I'm excited to play it, but I didn't play it this time because I just spent- Um, when I lost- when I lost to the the Electronics King, that cost me about, uh, an hour and a half, <laughs> I think, total, of going and- and playing and- buying and upgrading and all that Your shit. punishment for and losing also, that outrun is having to play more outrun. <laughs> it really is. And I was, uh, I also, because I had run out of money, I was like, oh, you know what? I'll, uh, I'll just go beat up Mr. Shakedown. That'll give me a couple hundred million yen. Easy, no problem. And then I spent another, like, 20 minutes walking up and down the entire Camarocho streets trying to find Mr. Shakedown. Who knows when you're looking for Put him. on your encounter finder. What are you doing? Do you not have I it? I know, but he, I could I think I, I think I did. I think I just forgot. But you know Mr. Shakedown only shows up when you don't want to find him. Like, that's just an unwritten rule. If you have the encounter like he, finder, he, you can see exactly where he is anywhere in the world. I forgot I could do that. I forgot I could do that. Cut me some slack. I'm an idiot. I lost it. I, I lost it uh, outrun after saying I'm really good at outrun on this podcast. <laughs> It would have been really funny if, uh, if Mr. Shakedown was one of the people who stole the copy of Eric Here 3. <laughs> He's like, I just want to be the strongest man in the world, and this is how I'm gonna get it. Anyways, Kiryu is, uh, Kiryu's like, <laughs> he says, he looks at the machine and says, I guess this is the only action I'll be getting tonight. And then if you talk to Luca one more time, she tells you that the manager found out that he's a businessman. And then Kiryu, wanted, the manager wants, wants to have to sex with place. you. Kiryu, the manager, says that he'll give you the ride of his life. The life of owning an arcade. Wow. So now I finally own, I finally own all the properties in the Electronics King area. I'm tired. I'm older than I was before. I'm having a shit time because I've lost OutRun and I had to play like eight rounds of OutRun. Had to listen to all three tracks. So Dan, I do, I do now know the favorite, my favorite tracks, but I can't remember the name Is of it, it now. Is it Seabreeze? Sorry. It is Seabreeze. Um, and then I am go back to, to Sugita building and finally it's gonna the phone have Seabreeze playing on, under this whole section just very softly. <laughs> I, I will. I'll, I'll just have it very quietly. You're, hear, you're hearing it the whole time. So then Electronic King calls. He's like, I heard what I made you do. I'm loving it. This is so good. Jordan, I totally fucked you over. You were gonna, like, play Animal Crossing tonight, but no. Yakuza Zero is your only friend because of me. So, um, come back to me and beat my ass to to have a satisfying victory. Um, I go back to the high-tech land. Okay, he tells you to meet him at his hideout, his, like, headquarters, which mm -hmm. I own. Like, I own your place. Yeah. I own your ass, Electronics King. So I come in, and he's playing on the claw, claw machine that Kiryu, in Kiryu's building that he owns now. And Kiryu um, says, thanks for the profits, idiot. Yeah, thanks for the profits. I'll take your quarters happily. Um, or I guess Give me your lunch money, coins. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he says, like, all right, Kiryu, it's, uh, it's time to play a fighting game with a radical PD PvP mode. And then Kiryu says, oh, like a like a real fight? And so he says they'll bet fighting all games the properties are almost, they own. They're, like, pretty universally PvP, my man. I don't know. Just... <laughs> no, it's a radical PvP. There's not really a lot, a lot of PvE fighting games. <laughs> not if you yeah if you're if you're really good at fighting games you only play against the the computer that's how you get that's how you have the best experience in my in my mind yeah at evo um, that's all they do is just play against the computer yeah that's a, yeah exactly 
So they go outside. At Evo, the best fighting game players just learn how to fight in real life, and then they they become like you know MMA or professional wrestlers or whatever. So um, he he uh, defeats he defeats the Electronics King in in Radical PvP. Doesn't the Electronics um, King have like lightsabers or something? No, no he he just punches Fuck. you. He fights you with his gang though. Okay. He he does bring his boys. Um, when you beat him, he says. I, ca- I never calculated that I, a super gamer with an IQ of 190, would be put against a wall by some two-bit gangster. Um, I completely dominate him. I get all of his properties. He uh, joins up with me. He says he'd rather be gaming than be a billionaire, and he doesn't want to be a billionaire anymore. So Same. I guess that's Praxis, I guess. He just, yeah, he, well, he, he doesn't donate all of his money, so never mind. Um, and then... Uh, he joins up your party, and as you defeat him, uh, th- that mystery man from before is watching from behind a wall. Um, and that is real estate. What a waste of my time. Don't you also get his security What an event. Guy? Yeah, you get the security guy. You get his boy. Yeah, it doesn't matter who um, it is. I can't remember what his name even is. You either die a gamer so or live that. to see yourself become a billionaire. <laughs> oh my god. That, that's, the, uh, that's the episode title this week. So one more thing about this. Well, 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 let's get back to the story. So Kiryu is is uh, on his, his hideout quest. <laughs> I gotta find a place to hide. Yeah, couldn't couldn't do it in Sega High Tech Land or Don Quixote or in the the real estate office or wherever your sub story took place. I don't remember. It was just on the street. On the street. It was at, at the theater square yeah. in the crowded area with lots of people. Yeah, he couldn't. He didn't. He doesn't know how to blend into crowds like Ezio or like Majima, so he he couldn't do that. Kiryu pulls up his goofy suit. He pulls up his uh, goofy like collar over his head and like pretends to pray and walks around like one of those praying suit monks that they have in Japan. Yeah, of course. That I've just made up, just like Ezio. The second week in a row we've referenced uh, Assassin's Creed. No, yeah, that's fine. Uh, hey, you take it. Uh. What the hell does happen? Oh, yeah. So he he's walking down Tenkaichi Street, uh, and he f- he he's outside the the Kazuma family office, and he's like, well, hmm, maybe I could go in there, but if I did, that would just cause more trouble for Ka- for uh, Kashiwagi and Kazuma and Nishiki. So probably shouldn't do that. Uh, when a, a drunk guy stumbles into him and just falls on his ass, and the guy like starts yelling like, hey, what are you doing standing in my way, you asshole? Hey, you look like Kazuma Kiryu! Hey, 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 you look like, hey, you look like some guy who would be named Kazuma Kiryu, you fucking asshole, what are you doing? Hey, is that nice Kazuma Kiryu name tag, asshole? Uh, and Kiryu's panicking and like looking back and forth between like, oh, the guy on the oh, ground and the oh. Dojima goons all over the street. Who somehow don't hear this going on? Uh, they have their heads. They have their AirPods. In. Oh, they have AirPods in. They can't hear them. This is so tragic. Oh no! Um, so he, he like bends down to like offer the guy a hand and sir, uh, content. Uh, the guy's like, yeah, that's, that's, that's no good, you fucking asshole. And he reaches behind him uh, for a conveniently placed broken bottle and slices Kiryu's head. Ooh, ah, Oof. ow, ooch. So uh, Kiryu just walks off. Um, yeah. He's recuperating in public park number three when Raina walks up. Oh, hey, it's Raina. Um, so she walks up to Kiryu and she says, like, oh, my God, what happened? 
Um, she's concerned, and uh, Kiryu says, like, oh, go away, I don't want you to be seen with me, I don't want to put you in danger, I only put, I always put the people who care about me in danger. She says, uh, she says that she won't let uh, Nishiki's brother get thrown to the wolves, but he tells her that they cut ties and that she should do the same. Um, and then she literally says, hey, I'm gonna, sp- I'm going to literally tell those Dojima guys that you're here unless you come with me. She says, I'm going to scream if you don't come with me. Yeah, she says, I'll scream. Um, and she says, I'll close down my bar and and you come and be here in just a minute. Just be here in a minute. And uh, what I wanted to tell you is that this is actually when I did all the real estate stuff. Mm. So when she says, be here in like a minute, that was when an hour and a half later, Kiryu walks through the door a little richer and a little and a whole lot madder. <laughs> just pissed. That also means that I did the entire Electronics King storyline with a ga- big gash on my face. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, no wonder good. you failed that, that outrun. That makes, you, you just had, yeah, had blood all over blood. the screen. Yeah. That's my excuse. It's my choice. Um so so she's here. She's gonna patch him up. She gives him uh she gives him uh Nishitani's band-aid and gi- gives him a big kiss on his forehead. Um and he's just gonna wait out Tachibana showing up here. Uh and in the meantime he he wants to talk about Nishiki. Uh she says he's he's been in the Dojima office. Um, he looked. He looked really upset. He managed to walk all the way back from from wherever Kiryu left him to Tokyo. <laughs> um, and Kiryu says that uh, it's best if Nishi has nothing to do with him. And then she says, "Wow, you guys are are like such a pair." Um, wish I had a friend Nishiki always, like you. Yeah, I wish I had a friend like that. Nishiki always comes in and he like shares the Kiryu and Nishiki funny moments. And I wish that I had a friend just like that. Um, and then Kiryu, like, flashes back to Nishiki, parentheses, gun. <laughs> and he's just like, he's just like, I don't want to hurt, I don't want to hurt my brother. I could never do anything to, against it. Uh, oh, and also we learn that the cops are now once again looking for Kiryu mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, they finished, they finished their donuts that Tachibana gave them. And now it's time for them to actually get on the hunt for that murder suspect that they've been neglecting. Yeah, so, uh, while they're discussing this they hear a ding from the elevator. Uh, and as we all know, elevators don't work at this hour. Well, I mean, the bar is closed. Nobody should be using the elevator anymore. She might have, you know, she probably, like, locked it or something. I don't know if you could do that. She put the cl- she put the close sign on the elevator. Yeah, so Reyna sends Kiryu into the back room to hide. A bunch of Dojima goons walk in. They immediately just smack Reyna. Uh, and demand right. Kiryu come out. Kiryu, of course, comes out. Yeah, I love they're like they're like we know you're here. We saw you come in. Yeah, we're not stupid. We were like all over the street. Like we Kiryu knows Kiryu knows three people, and you're one of them. Of course, we were going to be watching this place. Uh, they send one of the boys out to go get reinforcements. Uh, and they proceed to try and kick the shit out of Kiryu. It does not work. Reinforcements. <laughs> Yeah, that's why, uh, that's, Kiryu goes outside, uh, a bunch of more Dojima goons are there, one well, of them has bef- before he rocket, leaves, backpack, rocket, rocket. Uh, before he leaves, after he beats the shit out of the, the two goons that are left, uh, he, he gives Reyna the pocket watch. Oh, no! Yeah, and asks <laughs> her so to sad. give it to Nishiki, and- And doesn't he tell Nishiki, like, doesn't he say, like, give this message to Nishiki, don't try to avenge me no matter what? Yeah, because if he- if he crosses the family, he'll he'll end up in the same situation, and he doesn't want that for Nishiki, yeah. of course. God, Kiryu loves his brother so much. 
So he, he walks, you know, out the back of the bar. There's more goons outside. You beat them up. Uh, you walk yeah. out front. There's a bunch of them. There's like a lot of guys. Yeah, yeah you walk out front. There's even more. Uh, Kashiwagi and Nishiki are there. They're watching. All the lieutenants are there. And they're like, well, it's the end of the line, Kiryu. Yeah, I love I love Kuze is here. Just he's Kuze is here and he still hasn't gotten the message. He's been so <laughs> embarrassed this whole time, and he's like he he turns to Awano and he's like, Awano, I'll let you take the credit, but I wanna be the one who breaks Kiryu. Like, dude You you how is you hit him with you, a, a a pipe on motorcycle. from a speeding motorcycle and he just and he, he still shoved got your face into the doo doo water over and over again until you drowned, and you're you, you just don't get it. You lost. You're gonna lose all your fingers, Kuze. Like the, you're gonna run out of pinkies to cut off. Spoilers. This so, isn't uh, the spoilers. We're about to fight Kuze again, and this won't be the last time we fight him. No. Very much. How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? Like, uh. <laughs> so Awano, yeah, Awano's like. Awano's like, good job covering for Tachibana, buddy, but he's not even here to help you. It seems like you got a raw deal. It seems like seems like Tachibana yeah, doesn't really Kazuma's care about not here. Tachibana's yeah, not here. Well Nishiki and Kashiwaki are just standing over there making like I'm normal face. Yeah, and um, all and Awano's they're not even like trying to negotiate anymore. They're just gonna kill Kiryu, whether they get the information yeah. or not. Also, Shibasawa is just kind of completely silent in all of this, as he always is. Mm-hmm. I feel like we need to just kind of sometimes remind our listeners that Shibasawa exists because he does I mean, so little. Yeah, we also need to remind you that Shibasawa exists because I'm pretty sure you you forget his name most of the time. Yeah, because he doesn't fucking do oh, anything. Yeah, he doesn't. He do, just no, that's there. fair. Like that's you know, it's not really a criticism. <laughs> they, they, I think, I think Shibusawa. One day, like, like the one time you do get to do a Shibusawa boss fight, you just punch him once, and then the cardboard cutout that was actually being placed <laughs> by the other two lieutenants falls over, and the tr- trick is revealed. <laughs> or like, it's like a. It's like Leisure or fucking Electronics King was piloting a little robot, like a little uh, Shibusawa bot from the corner, and he's like the one behind it all. He's like, oh, you caught me. So this time, this time, uh, Kuze's trick is that he has brass knuckles. Like, that's going to fucking help him. Yeah, he's got uh, basically <laughs> the same moveset from his first boss fight, but he, he hits yeah. a little harder. And he's also got a he's, bunch of, I think he's helped. got a bunch of goons with him, too. Oh, that doesn't matter. There's bikes. So mm-hmm. it's fine. Um, I feel like his health bar is a little bit bigger too. Yeah, he's got a he's got a bit more health. Uh, yeah, I actually did end up almost getting killed on this one just because like I kept getting like stabbed and knocked down and over and over again. Oh yeah, the, gr- the guys have knives and that that'll fuck you up. But on the plus side, if you get one of the knives, you can stab Kuze with it, and it makes it him. Lose a lot yeah, of but the, the, the goons don't have that, that much health, so if you can just make it to a weapon and swing it, like, once, they'll all go down, yeah, and then exactly. you, you can end the fight pretty quickly. Exactly. Um, so you, you kick the shit out of Kuze. It's always fun to beat up Kuze. Just, it's just so satisfying. Yeah, it's very fun. Like, it was sad- you always get to hear the cool music. Uh, it's just fun. It's just fun on a sort of spiritual level of getting yeah, to humiliate he's got Kuze He's got again. good QTEs. Uh, oh yeah, he does. Um, and and you know it's great because Awano and Shibasawa are watching him lose again, again for the third time. Um, he like throws a big punch at Kiryu and and Kiryu grabs his hand 
Um, and then all of a sudden, a dude with a bat just runs up behind Kyrie and slams him in the head. Yeah. And then Kuze, yeah, ow, oof, ow. And then Kuze grabs the bat, and he's about to let, he's like, I'll splatter your brains on the pavement, Kiryu! And then all of a sudden, world, world's worst, world's worst driver. <laughs> the the car from speed. OutRun comes in. Yeah, it is, it's, it's, it's an OutRun arcade cabinet. <laughs> Being driven by our number one friend Tachibana, and he runs he runs over. Um, oh, dude, he, he runs hit, over he Kuze. Hits Kuze real good. I don't think Kuze's even Kuze? Kuze's not even phased by this, but he got fucking no! slammed into. Like he didn't. He wasn't ready for it either. Like he was fully turned around. No, he just got blindsided by a by a speeding sports car. And he goes flying over the hood, and it's amazing and hilarious, and I love it. And then he just, like, gets back up and brushes himself yeah. off, like, Ah! I'll get you back! I'll get you back, evil boss! Kuze <laughs> yelled at the top of lungs. <laughs> so he gets- Kiryu gets in. Um, Tachibana also is, like, like, slammed into a fucking streetlight while he- like, Yeah, he just, he's, he like, he, like, wraps his car around a, a, a light post. Kiryu, get in! As we're driving away- yeah, Kiryu, get in the Outrun cabinet. Let's go. Uh, Tachibana um, looks like shit, super- we should say. Oh, he looks like garbage. Um, Awado starts, like, shooting at the car, and he, like, pulls the car around. He cuts it uh, really And quick. Shibusawa makes the first facial expression he's made in the entire game up to this point. What's, which, which is? He, what does he, he even he, do? I d- he, he, like, the just the edge of his mouth, like, kind of twitches a little. Like, it, it's not really like a grin. It's like a, like... Nah. Well, yeah, like the oh these these says, these idiots keep fucking up. He's pissed off because he's getting paid as an extra. Um, so they they're in a parking garage. They're at the Camarocho Underground parking lot that we get to explore in Yakuza Four for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Kiryu says like uh oh he tell uh Tachibana's like the the pressure from Dojo's men hampered my information network, so I've been ha- having a hard time keeping track of you and keeping in touch with Oda. Uh, which prompted me to make my debut as the world's worst chauffeur. <laughs> Great job. We love it. We love to see you, Tachibana. Yeah, the, the, we, we, we get, uh, you know, kind of a heartfelt conversation between Tachibana and Kiryu. Uh, yeah. Where uh, Tachibana is like, yeah, you, uh, I forget exactly how it goes, but, uh, you know, Kiryu... He, he talks Kiryu about how Kiryu like, has so many people who would, like, lay their lives on the line for him. Well, what what it is is that Kiryu is, he is having a, a moment where he says, uh, he says uh, that he, he keeps thinking that he's stronger than he actually is. That's it. And yeah. uh, he says that he, he thought he could make it alone, but what actually happened was that by going alone, he was making everyone around him, you know, Reina, Kazuma, Nishiki, and even Tachibana, they were having to pull the extra weight to keep him from getting killed. Yeah. So by trying to go alone, he was putting everyone else in uh, in danger. And then he says, uh, I'm an idiot, and I swear to God he said Bakamitai. I swear <laughs> to God I heard him say it. Uh, well, he, like, he like looks at a photo of the OutRun cabinet and starts crying. <laughs> and Tachibana is like, well, uh... If I were you, I simply wouldn't feel bad, because, uh, the thing is, Tachibana explains, like, where I'm from, you know, we, you, you use people, like, that, that's what you have acquaintances for, is you, you just use them to get further in life, and my particular skill set, uh, really, like, makes me good at doing that, so I, I don't really have anyone who would, you know, lay their life on the line for me, or anyone I would lay my life on the line for but uh i i 
he nonetheless does trust Kiryu with his life. Uh, well, Kiryu laid, he, Kiryu laid his life on the line for him. He, he wouldn't sell him out, and it yeah. put his whole life at risk. Yeah, so he, he defied Tachibana's uh, expectations uh, by, you know... He subverted his expectations. Yeah, by not just being in it for, you know, self-gain. Like, he, he is actually, you know, he believes in Tachibana, and Tachibana believes in him. Uh, yeah. And Tachibana says, I, you, you know, like, you say you're an idiot. Well, I suppose I, too, aspire to be such an idiot. Uh, <laughs> damn dude you live like this i love it let me love to try it damn i wish my head could um, be empty like yours <laughs> how can i empty out my how can i have no thoughts how can i have an empty head so he uh yeah he talks about how here you trust people unconditionally and how how rare that is uh for people these days and how I'm sure that in no games will Kiryu's unconditional trust ever put him in a bad situation. Never. That's one of his good qualities, it seems. Well, it um, is. And, yeah, Kiryu says, uh, he, he, uh, Tachibana says, like, wow, uh, I really I really poured it out. This is usually something I'd say over, you know, a couple drinks. And then Kiryu says, well, maybe one day we'll, maybe we could go for a drink. And he says, uh... Well, not right now. We're the entire, you know, Dojima family is trying to kill us. Let's uh, let's abandon the car right here, and then a uh, a van pulls in, and it's it's a scary van. It's got it's got the lights on. You can't see who's driving it until we see who it is. It's it's Oda. It's Oda. We love Oda. We love to. We haven't seen Oda hey. in a while, but here he is. Last we saw him, he was uh, nursing his wounds in uh, in Serena, and now he's taken up his uh, job as the world's best van driver. <laughs> That was like a day ago. His wounds have completely healed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he he's got he's got a concealer over it. He's just kind of he's just you know he's really concerned about his look. Yeah, that's true. So he's just kind of he's doing YouTube makeup tutorial how to hide your bruises if you're a sleazy realtor. Um. So he says he says like get in. There's still a couple corners of of Kamurocha that the Tojo clan can't access. Um. And then Tachibana passes out. He goes into shock. Mm-hmm. Um, and Oda says, hang in there, we gotta get him to to the doctor, and then the chapter ends. <gasps> what could be wrong with Tachibana? Is is his stand awakening a new power? So that was, that was a, I mean, should have been short. Hope I was hoping it would be a short chapter. If you just play the story, I think you could get through this one in like half an hour or less. Yeah, you can get this through this one in like less than an hour, if you're just playing the story. Oh, for sure. Ugh, quick chapter, unless, unless you get outrunned, unless you get outran. Uh-huh. By the Electronics King, then your life is just down the toilet. But at least I never have to do it again. Yeah, at least you never have to lose at a mini game ever again. Never and again. I'll never game. lose to a mini. I cannot wait until I beat Cat Fight Club on my first try, and I'm gonna love it, and I'm gonna say, "Wow, this is this is this is something for wow, the this, fellas." Yeah, wow, this actually is a good mini game, and it is good for making money. You're you're right. This is I've made so much money. It all well. I ran into Mister Shakedown at the JCC and I beat his ass. And now this is a good way to make money. Uh, so that's it. That was our chapter. What'd you think? I mean, there wasn't much to talk about actually. Now that I think uh, about it, th- there's not too much going on. Like there, there's some good like characterization of Tachibana here in the in like that scene with the car at the end. Um, yeah, we love to hear Kiryu talking about how much he he loves Nishiki. Because I mean, yeah, brother. like so far Tachibana has just been, uh, you know, the the real estate broker in the shadows. 
that's true. This is we first got time we got to like so, sort of. He's see just been the mysterious guy, core. but he uh, he's a little yeah. more mortal in this uh, chapter, and especially because he's like dying on screen. Yeah, no, he's literally mortal in that he's dying. Yeah, well, we, we shouldn't say he's dying, but he's sick. Obviously, yeah. something's wrong with him. Um, so now that we've gotten that out of the, that out of the way, I have a, a very special segment right now. Um, we'll take a quick break, and then I'm going to come back with a little essence of education right. that I have prepared. And we're back. So this week we met our new friend Crazy Kyo, um, and he talked a lot about the Yankee, the sort of greaser dudes, right? Yeah. So this is a concept that uh, you know is kind of unfamiliar, and it's not like the game really has that much time to really go into detail about what a Yankee is. So I figured I would uh, do a little essence of education about Yankee culture in Japan. So here we go. Uh, while there's no uh, concrete origin for the term Yankee. Um, it's agreed upon that it stems from the American Yankee. Just They don't know where it comes from, but they know it's like okay. a Japanese play on Yankee. Um, so in the 1950s, American GI, uh, GIs brought rock and roll music, motorcycles, you know, movies with like bad boys like James Dean big and cars. all that kind of stuff to Japan. Yeah, big cars, cool uh, rock, rock music and their loud cell phones. And they brought it to Japan and that ended up having a huge impact on the youth counterculture in Japan. Um, in its simplest definition, Yankees are like, are just like juvenile delinquents. Um, they're kind of the Japanese form of American greaser culture, though they went a lot. It goes on a lot longer than that does. You know, that, that it, it, I think there's even still Yankee around now, Mm -hmm. just not as many. But it's very it's very difficult to talk about Yankee culture without uh, mess, uh, bringing up a, a uh, hmm, let me retry that again. It's very hard to talk about Yankee culture without discussing another uh, inextricably linked uh, term, which is the bozozoku, um, which are violent running gangs. Um, they're often right. these are often uh, interchanged with each other. Like they they kind of mean the same thing a little bit. I think I think they're you know one of them kind of influences the other, but they're a lot of the times kind of two sides of the same coin. Yeah. So Yankee come from uh, working class families. A lot of them begin their kind of rebellious uh, phase or not phase at, at like fourteen years old. Um, I was reading online that like there are even Japanese words for they'd hang out they'd hang out on the roof of the school and then they chain smoke cigarettes and they'd sniff glue which there's a Japanese word for glue sniffing I can't remember what it oh, is but that's damn. like an important part of that's an important part of being a Yankee like that's a term that they use. Um, age sixteen is when kids in Japan can get their first scooter or motorcycle license and because uh, they don't get their they don't you can, I don't think you can get a driver's license until like age 20 or 18 or something like that so because of that bosozoku are more characterized by you know motorcycles than they are by cars um you can tell a bosozoku uh, by their loud custom motorcycle they have a, they have a they have a kicking rocking hog they got the handlebars turned down so they can cut tight corners and uh, these motorcycles are are customized by hand 
Um, and even today, sometimes you'll see Bozozoku gangs riding down the freeway, you know, making a ton of noise and getting yeah, the yeah. cops like all pissed off. Hell yeah, yeah, right? They wear like um, a boiler suits, don't they? They do, exactly. So I was going to talk about that. Uh, though it's not all great. The uh, Yankee, uh, much like the Yakuza, are uh, very closely associated with right-wing Japanese nationalism. Uh, they they adhere to the strict guidelines and the Oyabun Kobun guidelines, and the they respect their elders and the gangs. They wear this is the about the boiler suits. Those are called toko fuku, which are combat like they're called a, like fighting clothes or combat clothes or something like that. And those are the boiler suits that have the kanji on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are actually uh, those are actually uh, a reference to the like kamikaze uniforms uh. that. Uh, that they wore so that's what that's kind of harkening back to and a lot of the times they'll put um like rising sun imperial battle flags on their bikes and on their suits and all that kind of stuff um hold on a second can't you My, can't uh, you run into these like the, the boiler suit like yeah they'll, guys they'll in, hang out in uh, sotenbori yeah they hang out at ashitaba park yeah. they're always hanging out there so the uh, rebellious life of the Bosozoku is not only uh, it's not only a thing that uh, like teen boys do. There's actually women's Bosozoku groups as well. Um, one of the one of the phenomena is called Sukebon, which I will inform you, and this is not a joke. It literally means girl boss in Japanese. Fuck yeah, Sukebon. dude! I know, right? They w- I wish there were more female CEOs, but also I wish there were more female biker uh, biker gangs. Hillary um, Clinton has a, lot a total these... Sukebon. <laughs> A lot of a lot of Sukebons, they like date the Bosozoku gang members, but a lot of the times they don't. Um just like the Bosozoku, they do like beat the shit out of other uh Sukebon gangs. They'll beat up rival or like rival gangs, they'll beat up cheating boyfriends or like girls who try to betray the group. They'll like kick the shit out of you. They'll fuck you up. So so it's not, it's not just an aesthetic thing. Um and they they form tight knit groups and they wear they either wear like matching Tokofuku um, or they'll wear like customized school uniforms with long skirts, um, and because of that, like in the seventies and eighties, um, sort of a sign of like a no good, uh, like a like a uh, rebellious girl was like a girl who was wearing her school uniform outside of school, even if it wasn't <laughs> like school hours or a weekend. Um, I don't think that's so much of a thing now. I think people just do that sometimes, but now, but back then it was like if you did that, they were probably some kind of rebellious teen. Um, wow, you like school so much that you wear it outside. Yeah, you of school. like school so much that you'll wear your school uniform all day. You're you're pretty badass. Um, so in recent years, uh, Yankee culture is kind of dwindling simply due to financial circumstances. It's no longer feasible for working class uh, kids to go out buy their own motorcycle, buy their own tokofuku, and embroider them, uh, get them, like, done up. Which, by the way, that also costs a fortune. It's like an artisan craft that these people pay a lot of money for. Um, So unlike their bubble economy predecessors, kids these days can't really afford their own motorcycle to customize. Um, But a lot of them grew up, and they grew up, you know, in their Yankee communities. They uh, dropped out of high school, you know, in the 80s. And they started their own families as early as their their late teens. So um, in Japan, the the like you know the birth rate is really low in Japan, right? Um, and the age that people are are having kids is higher and higher um, every year. People are like taking longer to get ki- have kids. But the Yankees, they they're they're uh, leading a trend because a lot of them get pregnant uh, when they're teenagers, um, and then they grow up having kids. Um, and here's a to to close it off. 
Um, I found this awesome passage by Kaori Shoji um, written for the New Japan Times that I think is really funny. And it's about it's about Yankee families like nowadays. It says on weekends, they'll pile into Yankee dads, Kaizosha, which is a, a specially customized car, <laughs> rev up the engine and screech over to a freeway family resu, which is a family restaurant for a jolly <laughs> meal. While the rest of us who dutifully studied and went to college will gather and moan about the lack of dateable men, how we never got married and where we went wrong. <laughs> so that's that's a little something about the Yankee. Loading up in dad's muscle car and going down the Applebee's, yeah, they're going baby. To, they're going to the t- yeah, they're going to the fucking TGI Fridays, and they're like, they're just like vroom vroom, get the kids. Um, oh, I also forgot to say, uh, I I don't know why I forgot to say this, but um, you can also one of the other important parts of Yankee style is their outrageous pompadours. Hell yeah. Go. The best thing I can recommend you doing if you're interested in learning more about Yankees. Or about Bozosoku, it's just Google pictures of them. Yeah, just look at what they—they're they, so interesting. They're you know their outfits and their hair and their crazy motorcycles. I think it was—it was a cool thing to research just to get to look at. You know, damn dude, you really live like yeah, this. Yeah, Jordan sent me a couple of really good pictures. Yeah, maybe I'll put those in. The, maybe I'll link those in the episode. And also, uh, I'll try to remember to actually put the sources in the link, like I always say I'm going to do, and I always forget to do it. And it's not because. It's not because I'm I'm a I'm academically dishonest. It's just because I forget. Um, but I'll try this time because I do have some sources. That article from the New Japan Times. There was a website called Gaijin Rider, which, from my understanding, is some kind of uh, Japanese ride, uh, like motorcycle culture website that I found. That was pretty cool to look at. Look at. Um, so that yeah, there we go. That was it. Let's uh, let's wrap it up. We have a question. Oh, we do have questions. If you have a question, you can send it to uh, – you can go to our Twitter, twitter.com slash podcastgalgotoku, um, and I put up a post every week before the episode, um, and you can comment on it, and that's where our questions are coming from. So we have one this week. It's from a friend of the show, Stephen Moore, at Marshmallow, uh, and it says – and I, I posted the picture uh, – is the picture of the electronics king. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the context for this. It says, uh, the person in this pic looks like a school kid. I have no idea if this is relevant, but what was Kiryu's favorite subject in school? Uh, Kiryu's a no-thoughts-head-empty kind of guy, <laughs> but I know he, mu- he must have he liked something. There must have been something in school that he enjoyed. Mm. We, can narrow, we can narrow it down. There's no way Kiryu liked science. Or math. Because he, because, or math. He hated math. He probably was terrible at math. Uh... History, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't think, know about history. Yeah, maybe history. Maybe he liked. Maybe he liked like learning about samurai. Yeah, he liked learning Edo. about his samurai ancestors. Yeah, he liked learning about the the characters that he gets to embody in uh, Kenzan and Ishin. Yeah, sounds sounds pretty right. What what about Nishiki? What's he? Nishiki, I think Nishiki likes. Uh, Nishiki, he, might, he was a jit. Yeah, he might be like hmm? maybe like a like a, a civics or a government or maybe. Oh my god! Yeah, maybe. What kind of uh, what kind of school clubs do you think they were in? Do you <clears> think either of them played sports in high school? Do you think I think Nishiki? Oh, you know what? Oh, yo, Kiryu is a baseball boy. We know that he's he's like confirmed. Yeah, he, he plays baseball. So Kiryu in high school, he was a he was in the like baseball team. Uh, I th- I like to imagine Nishiki was Nishiki has said he he's Nishiki was a total jock. Like we know that, like he says that he's good at baseball. Uh, he wasn't cages. in the band, but he did play an instrument to pick up chicks. He he learned he like tried to learn how to play guitar, but he's really bad at it. Or or no, Nishiki's a bassist. <laughs> Nishiki is absolutely a bassist. He he was like someone told him 
that like bass was absolutely the one that that the girls like and he fell for it and he uh and he he like he got really good at it like he didn't he really devoted himself and then he would show up you know it'd be like check this out and he'd lay down uh an inarguably a sick bass line but you know no one was really into it back then it's very sad uh that was a good question that was a good question i i'm glad we could talk about uh kiryu and nishiki's school days a uh, a topic that doesn't get explored much in the series. Maybe we'll get a school, a high school AU spinoff one day. There is a, a canonical, you know, we we've got high school Kiryu and Nishiki models. You know, people just, you know, you you could extract those, use them for you know your your high school. AUs. Doesn't when we 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 see without any spoilers, we do get to see Kiryu yeah, and Kiwami too. Kiryu. We you know he's doesn't he wear like a Letterman jacket? Yeah, he's, like he he, well, like a, he's. I don't know if it's a Letterman jacket, but it's like a, you know, it's like an athletic He's wearing like a sports, yeah. I, I swear, he's a, he's a, he's a baseball player. He loved to play. Yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah, and from Yakuza um, 6, we know he's very good at baseball. He's so fucking good at baseball, I love it. He's the best. He was like, yeah, he was like a shortstop, I bet. That sounds correct to me. Okay, let's, let's move on. Let's take it to the close. Um, I think, I'll, I'll think I'll wrap it up this week. You've been listening to Like a Podcast. You can find me at twitter.com slash bradapistyfrex. You can find Argyle at twitter.com slash argyle underscore funk. You can find our Twitter at twitter.com slash podcastgagotoku. That's podcast G-A-G-O-T-O-K-U. And breaking news, we have two pieces of breaking news. Number one is that we've moved uh, hosts. We're now on Pinecast now because it's cheaper. Yay. And also we have a URL. So if you want to find our podcast... Just go to yakazapod.com. Yay! That's yakazapod.com. Tell your friends. It's easy to remember. It's definitely easier than Podcast Gagotoku. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Um, you can join our Discord, get our Kiryu and Majima emojis, get our uh, other secret emojis that are characters that we haven't met yet, and whatever new emojis come up as we play. Um, what else is there to say? Do we they hit all the major major boxes major uh if you want to hear my voice in other places you can listen to uh the the Yu-Gi-Oh podcast that i do with my other friends it's called pot of greed uh that's congratulations at, on starting se- season five yeah we just started season five the uh, you know a couple weeks ago you can go to twitter that's at pot of greed cast uh and also newsflash if you like playing Yu-Gi-Oh. Definitely join right now because we're about to do our second annual Cup of Greed tournament uh, where we all make up fun decks and uh, dual sonas uh, like characters to play and we, we have a little tournament. Uh, it's good. It was, last year was a ton of fun and I'm hoping this year's will be even better. Are you going to play as your... Uh, I don't you think Tony Bananas will character? be returning Tony Bananas? this year. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe next year. Like once I'm... Cause well, Tony Bananas... Did Tony Bananas, uh, did he die in his sleep on a train? No, there's a certain gimmick that I want to go with, but it's not available until GX cards, so I can't, I can't do that. Oh shit, okay. What a shame. Um, and if you want to find my podcast, you can go to Jurgenit. that's Jurgenit. nope, that's uh, secretlifepod.com, do that with my brother Sam, it's about the secret life of the American teenager, a really bad TV show that I've, uh, just kind of made a deep and important part of my brand online for some reason um but that's a good we're doing some fan fiction right now we're doing season six it's canon it's confirmed um and you can give that a listen at secretlifepod.com 
Uh, so thank you very much for listening. And as always, Kiwami means extreme. Bye. Chino, chino.